whether we are black or brown or white, we will make America great again. Hi, Laura. How are you? Well, hello, uh, Adenaïs. I'm okay. Uh, although it, it's, a, it's a tense moment, really, and I'm in Pittsburgh, uh, which has been struck by a terrible attack. So that's not the nicest, you know, stop of my mm-hmm. uh, of my trip. Yeah, I bet. So we're going to be completely transparent. We were supposed to broadcast another testimony today, but since we recorded the first episode, um, the news has put a new emphasis on this podcast uh, because the political campaign has been shaken by a series of violent attacks. Uh, First, the bombs that have been mailed to several popular Democrats, then this terrible attack, you just said it, um, in a Jewish uh, synagogue in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is in Pennsylvania, the state that you choose to travel across. Um, so, well, how are you? What's the mood around you? Yeah, I mean, it really reflects, you know, that uh, the title of our podcast, you know, the new mm-hmm. civil war, the new American civil war, uh, is actually, you know, something people have in mind. And, and apparently uh, there was a, a poll which was quoted by the New York Times today saying that 40% of the Americans at this moment think that could be something, uh, you know, resembling mm-hmm. uh, clashes uh, and civil war. Uh, in, in Pittsburgh, people are horrified, they are angry, uh, they are also in solidarity with their community and, and embracing embracing it and, and, and embracing each other, they're trying to, to stick together in this terrible time. There was a, a very uh, emotional uh, vigil yesterday night uh, at downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, where you had thousands of people came uh, in spite of the cold and the rain and stood there in solidarity with the Jewish community. And uh, I was on the Squirrel Hill where this uh, terrible attack uh, occurred and I was talking to, to, to people there and they, <laughs> they were shocked but also blamed the president extremely clearly saying that he was responsible for a very vitriolic uh, tone in the campaign and that They, they hoped that he would change uh, his approach. They said that he was not behaving as, as a moral leader of the country, and they thought that you know the, um, this uh, this uh, uh, episode, this attack, would probably trigger a, a very strong mobilization of the democratic vote. And in Pittsburgh, uh, you met David. Uh, what can you tell us um, about him? Uh, David uh, McFarland was a very nice guy that I met uh, with his wife. They were in a, in a restaurant where I, where I went in and talked to them, and they were very shocked by what happened. They, they actually blamed the president, as, as I told you before. But what I thought was very interesting while talking to David that he, he showed you know, the complexity of what is going on in America. Because, you know, people are horrified on both sides, Democrats and Republicans. Everyone is mourning. And and what David was saying is that despite the fact that he's blaming the president, he's also acknowledging that a a very important part of the country feels represented by Trump and his own father, who was a a Democrat for many years, has actually joined Trump and supports him 100%, he said. And I think it was interesting that David himself said that he had been refreshed by the political incorrectness of Trump. And at the same time, he was denouncing now his vitriolic tone. So I think there is a complexity. And I was talking to other conservative people, and they were actually 
in, in a dilemma because on the one hand they are horrified by what is happening and they wonder whether this president is able to unify the country when it needs it most. You know, they were actually nervous about Trump being not pathetic enough uh, during the, this after the attack and you know uh, going back on the campaign trail immediately. Uh, after pronouncing some words to, to uh, denounce the uh, terrorist, uh, this, this act. Uh, but uh, at the same time, they, said they, they felt that blaming Trump and blaming his supporters for the divisiveness of the country was totally unfair, and they were furious about it and, and saying that they were going to stick to it, to, to, to their president. So, so I think what is happening, you know, on the one hand, there is this uh, urge to unify Thank you very much, Law. We'll talk again tomorrow. Yes, talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye. It's infuriating. And it's very shocking that. Because these things happen. They don't happen or even a, or even like a school, you know, which, which are targeted. But I mean, this guy specifically sought out people of the Jewish faith in the safety of their of their house of worship. You know, it's like I hate to see that say that it's worse than school shootings or mall shootings, but for some reason, it just feels so much more evil. There are a lot of people that are that have these these thoughts and these feelings and they're, they're, they're mad for whatever reason. Maybe they didn't succeed in life or maybe they think, oh, these Jewish people have money, I don't have anything. Or they're mentally ill. And now we have a madman as a president who says the same things that they are thinking. And because he's the president of the United States of America, arguably the most powerful person in the world, that becomes, in their mind, legitimate. Because if he says it, then it must be true, because he's the president of the United States. You know, his, his, him saying these things tells them, it's okay for me to feel like this. He is scaring people. Uh, I would say he's encouraging zero xenophobia. He is encouraging people to see other people that are not like them as as a threat. And that could be a socioeconomic level, poor people hating rich people. It could be a, a, a race thing, you know, white people hating black people or people of different faiths. It could be a, a nationality thing, you know, the, these these poor people from Central America and Honduras and El Salvador, they're fleeing some serious big problems down there. They're afraid of their life. And the lack of empathy for that. I understand you can't let everybody come into your country, you know, hey, come on in, no, you know, we are a country of laws, and that's what makes, ideally, America such a great country. So we, we, have, to, we have to respect that, but to have no empathy for them, to treat them all like animals and gang members, these are families. Just because they have darker skin and they speak a different language, that, you know, what, is the, what does that mean? You have these people like this piece of shit yesterday that have these thoughts and say, the President of the United States thinks the same way I think. I'm going to do something about it. He didn't even stop his campaigning. He campaigned yesterday. He campaigned today. He 
briefly mentioned it, and then he went on to attack CNN and to attack Democrats, and saying that the coverage of this horrible act and that lunatics sending those pipe bombs was distracting from the progress the Republicans are making. How could you say that in the same sentence? And I think that the fact that he is mentioning these things is that he's blatantly paying lip service to a significant portion of the voting base. The Jewish Americans, they, they are, are business owners, but these people vote. He's looking for voters. He doesn't, I don't think he gives a shit about what happened. He cares about himself and he cares about making money. He cares about looking good. That's it. He and some of the, the, the GOP leadership, they tolerate uh, Charlottesville. He said there were bad people, bad actors on both sides. How could you possibly say that? There is white supremacy, and it is unequivocally wrong. They are saying, well, you know, if you want to be a white supremacist, it's your right. And of course it is. It's not. Some things are actually wrong. Mm -hmm. White supremacy is wrong. It just is. You know, there are some things in this world that are right and are wrong. Hating Jews because they're a different faith, that's actually wrong. That view should not be respected, it should not be tolerated. And I'm not saying he is encouraging hating Jews, but he's not discouraging it. I think, he, and this is why I acknowledge that he is a very skilled marketer of himself, of his brand. Um, and I feel that there are a lot of people, increasingly even maybe, that are not seeking out um, objective news, objective realities. And I don't know if that's an increase, because there is so much information out there, because and, and misinformation on the internet. Everyone's offended and you can't say anything and gender neutrality and things. They're trying to tell everybody else how to think and behave and live their life. And I feel that the popularity of Trump for people that like uh, blue state Democrats, right? That voted for him, I think a lot of that was like, well, this guy gets it. This guy's saying, that's enough. I feel that the average American is a Trump supporter. I think America is a pretty racist country. He is the most important, important person in the world to himself. I don't think he cares what color a person is. I think he cares how he can enrich himself by using other people, by preying on their, telling people again what they want to hear. And then they'll vote for him. Or they'll, they'll spend money at his hotels. I think he uses them as tools to get what he wants out of people. Trump, he's a loud mouth and like, nobody likes anything he has to say. But, you know, a lot of his agenda has been stalled. Look at the wall. What wall? You kidding me? Mexico's going to pay for it. Mexico's like, we're not paying for that. There's no wall. It's not going to get built. It will not get built. So there you go. I'm not worried in the long term. Okay.